Hi everyone. Welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Ashwarya, your host for this episode. And I'm Aryan. Before we start the case for today, if you want to help your favorite true crime podcast, go over to www.patreon.com/desicrime and select a tier that works best for you. Thank you so much for any contributions you make in helping run this podcast. Welcome back to your favorite our favorite segment Chai and Chitti where we share community stories that not only keep you up at night but keep us up at night. Welcome to Chai and Chitti. Alright Aran so this was kind of like a longish break from our usual giant chitti schedule and a lot of comments were demanding it yeah. so yeah people people love this segment which makes me really happy because we love it and we've told you this before you guys we really enjoy recording this the demands to turn it into either a weekly segment you know yeah. and some calls <laughs> to turn it into a podcast of its own which you know I, uh-huh. i've kind of given it some thought frankly uh but for now you will get it once a month and here's your may dose of chai and chitti yeah. all right get us started with the first story then ashwara All right so the first story is kind of a longish one but you know I've said this before we love the longer stories they give us more details into your creepy experiences so let's start The email reads Hi Ishwara and Aryan I'm DT an avid listener of yours from Mumbai I started listening to your podcast in a rather funny way I drive between home to work every day and I was tired of listening to the same songs every day in my almost 2 hour long commute between home and work I looked at everything Jio Savan had and fortunately for the both of us their podcast directory is not that big and at the very bottom of the list I found your series. I thought to myself what the hell let's listen to the crimes happening in our Desi neighborhood. That was it. I was hooked and fast forward a few months I'm writing this email to you. There you Thank go. you for writing in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he continues. This story is about my car. And as soon as I say this, if Tarzan the Wonder Car does not flash in front of your eyes, I feel sorry for you all. But for all the listeners out there who don't know about Tarzan the Wonder Car, it was a movie in which a father is killed and his ghost possesses the car of his son after the son finds the car in which the father was killed and decides to modify it to become this very fancy sports car from probably a Maruti Suzuki esteem. My story is kind of similar. Although Tarzan the Wonder Car was a movie and probably failed to tickle hardly anyone's fancy, my story gives chills not just to me but many others around me. So, to understand my case better, let me give you a bit of a background on my life and more importantly, my car. I am about the same age as Ashwarya Narayan and a software developer by profession. I have a family of 5 excluding our dog Selfie. She is important to this story, so do remember her very difficult name. <laughs> Back in May 2022, I spontaneously decided to buy a car one afternoon and went on to buy this beautiful black Honda Accord 2009 for around 3 lakhs. I got the car the same Sunday within a few hours after completing all formalities and doing the payment to the dealer. This was my first car ever and boy, it was beautiful. 
If you don't know how a Honda Accord looks, just think of a luxurious car like a Mercedes, but made by yeah, Honda. Yeah. Or, you know, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> the car was in excellent condition, perfectly painted, very well maintained, and 2.7 lakh Indian rupees seemed like a good deal to me. I bought it home around 5 p.m. the same day and surprised my family and my girlfriend and everyone was super happy. But little did I know what was to follow would change my way of looking at the world forever. Ashwara, I think you're about to tell us the first automobile apparition we've had on, had on the show yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what like I feel like gravitated me towards this story. It was just unique and crazy. And All right. Yeah. Okay, he continues. Not long after I bought it, I started experiencing very small things. So small that unless you try really hard to put two and two together, you would very easily dismiss every single one of them. I always like a rational ghostwriter, one that is aware right. of, of their own, you know, skeptics of, you know, Absolutely. Of their own shortcomings and their own biases. Good. And aware he is, but his case becomes even harder to dismiss as the story goes on. All right. All right. He continues, things like the car not starting with five people in it, but magically working as soon as one person steps out. I dismissed this, thinking the issue would be the amount of load that the car is not able to handle, given how old it is, or maybe the dealer only shined it for me from the outside. But I seldom have five people sitting in the car, so it never really bothered me. Or other things, like the back seats are usually very cold when the AC is turned off. I thought there might be some opening which is letting the air in, causing the cabin to be cooler at the back even without the AC. My girlfriend also always complained about the vibes of the car every time she sat in it. Hmm. She would complain about some smell or would feel discomfort and didn't particularly enjoy the rides. But the strangest of it all was that my dog, Selfie, did you remember her name? <laughs> would never get inside of it. She has always been a shy dog and would not easily go out by herself. But she had been inside cars before and enjoyed it. So it was strange to me that she didn't want to get inside. But she's just a dog, right? One would easily dismiss its behavior. Wrong. My girlfriend found it very strange and kept insisting there's definitely some reason to it. To be fair, Selfie did go very numb every time I tried to force her near the car and would suddenly get very aggressive once she went back to her den. And many other things like the radio emitting strange noises from time to time or even just starting up without anyone touching the console or weird noises coming from the back seat. But like I said, I never paid any attention to any of it. All of this would sound completely normal unless you start adding 2 plus 2, which I didn't for a long time. Until something happened that flipped this switch in my brain and made me question every small detail that I had missed over the past few months. Like I mentioned earlier, I drive work to home. I'm usually alone in the car and listening to music or podcasts. One night coming back from work, I was particularly tired as it was almost 10pm in the night. The way back home is not exactly through a crowded city like the rest of Mumbai, but most of my drive is on a highway amongst the small hills of Thane, which are usually not deserted. But that Friday night, I think I was the only one of few people who were driving home this late from work. So the roads were rather clear and I decided to test my super beefy engine out and was going way beyond the speed limits. After almost five minutes of supersonic speed, I was less <laughs> alert about the drive and started enjoying the thrill naturally. And for a few seconds, I was looking at two ambulances going behind one another on the other side of the road, wondering what might have happened, just when something happened that made me shit bricks. I heard a knock, almost as if someone was at the no. door, but only the door was my windshield. 
this completely startled me and within a microsecond i realized i am no longer looking at the road and freaking out i turned to the side of the road only to find a man trying to cross the road and slam the brakes so hard that if not for the seat belts i would have smashed into that man i felt a rush of adrenaline as i was trying to understand what happened and just waited in the middle of nowhere for maybe a good minute even after the man had crossed the road and was out of sight I came back to my senses and tried to make any sense out of what happened thinking it was purely coincidental and maybe a pebble just hit my windshield as it's very common but saved this man's life and this made sense to me and as soon as I did I calmed down and was just about to continue on my way back home but just then I glanced at the rear view mirror and saw something that has forever been imprinted on my memory I saw a man with a long grin a pale face messy grey hair and just one good eye sitting on the back seat of my car Jesus staring at Christ, me and with a blink of an eye there was no one it happened so quickly that it was only for a very no. small second it's like how you notice something but it takes a second for your brain to comprehend what happened that's exactly how it felt i was in utter disbelief but i was almost certain that it was just in my head and i probably saw the same man who i almost killed and that my brain was playing tricks on me i went back home but much more alert and obviously well within the speed limit for that night and many more <laughs> although i didn't experience anything like this again for a few weeks this never left my mind completely after a few weeks though things started to get strange The security guard in my society once told me that people living on the ground floor with their window next to my car park have requested me to not sit within the car and play loud music past midnight. This was shocking because I have always been super conscious about not disturbing them. When I park my car or take it out, I'm always careful. But then I thought it would probably be my younger brother who must have decided to chill in the car after I slept. But when I brought it up with him, he assured me that he never ever sat in my car while it was parked there. Usually I wouldn't believe him, but what happened a few weeks ago made me rethink and it sent me down this rabbit hole of weird possibilities. Immediately I inquired with the neighbors and they said and get this that someone often decides to start the radio of the car around 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. but would keep changing frequencies as if the car's radio was broken and was almost doing it by itself. The security guard who works the night shift also testified to this and said he's seen the car's headlights turn on but when he got close to it he found no one in it. He thought that someone might be playing a prank on him by turning the lights on remotely and never really bothered to confront me about it. This sent chills down my spine. For a few months I couldn't move. Every single thing that has happened started making sense. The car now starting with five people in it it being cold in the back seat the radio the headlights the knock on the windshield and most importantly the man i saw in the rearview mirror i decided to take a step back and gather my thoughts that's when i realized that i had a copy of the registration papers of the previous owner and maybe i could find and reach out to them and see if they ever felt something similar what i found out changed my perspective of the world and i have never lived my life the same way again <laughs> <laughs> to know what happened stay tuned for part 2 of the same mail just kidding <laughs> oh my god this is this is what they feel like this, this is what our listeners feel, feel like ishwara yeah, i i feel but bad. i was so pissed for a second <laughs> oh you know you know i, I you know oh, I, what's really happening good. here i think mm-hmm. um the haunting real estate 
is getting oversaturated mm-hmm. and uh-huh. modern ghosts are looking to diversify their portfolios and <laughs> yeah cars are the new uh, supernatural frontier new, yep yeah uh-huh everyone yeah. keep out yeah. your your windshield knocks yeah. and the men in your back seats cars are the new gurgaon but for ghosts you know or like or like, or like austin <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but he continues he says i'm not as cruel as you guys and won't leave you on a cliffhanger here's <laughs> the rest of it <laughs> i found the copy of the registration papers but i realized it didn't have the name of the previous individual who owned the car but the car was previously registered under the name of a business this would mean that it would be much simpler now to find the previous owner of the car but much more difficult to probably speak to them and that's what happened not because the person who drove the car from the company under which the car was registered refused to talk to me but because the company had been through a series of rather tragic events right before i bought the car a quick google search gave me information of the company that i had never previously heard about that i probably was better off not knowing not long before i was out in the car market this small 30 people company filed for bankruptcy and was in the process of liquidating their assets The CEO of the company was a middle-aged man who couldn't bear the loss of his company and decided to commit suicide. It was only after he committed suicide that his family decided to sell out this car and other things that belonged to him in order to be able to sustain financially until they found other means of income. But if you're thinking that this piece of news is just my way of making sense of rather illogical events, it doesn't end here. Oh I decided God. to dig deeper into the story of the CEO and found a very old video of him interviewing with a local news channel. No, the 43-minute no. and 20-second-long interview was about his lifestyle and his journey as an entrepreneur. But in this long video, something stuck with me. A three-second-long clip of the video where he said, quote, I love to drive and I love my car. It's a black Accord and I just love it so much that I hope to drive it forever, end quote. Ashwarya goosebumps. Yeah. This gave me goosebumps he says. <laughs> and that's not all. I dug deeper into the suicide and found out that as per the autopsy report, he committed suicide by hanging and was taken to the hospital after being found like that presumably 7 hours after hanging himself by the hotel staff in a room on the outskirts of Mumbai and was obviously dead when he was found. His body had started to decompose and one of his eyes had popped out of the socket when his body arrived at the nearest hospital. It all made sense. The man I saw in the mirror, although only for a fraction of a second, had a distinct eye injury and was evidently with only one good eye. I immediately told all of this to my family and we decided to conduct a havan for our safety or a prayer and probably for the peace of the soul of the CEO. I'm not going to include any resources to protect the identity of the original owner and I'd like to be called TT. My family wanted me to sell the car but it just didn't feel right to. I've never encountered any such incident ever again and I still own the car and drive it every day. Wow. After all, I love to drive and I love my car <laughs> and I hope to drive it oh forever. Oh my god, Ashwarya. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. Ashwarya, you know One of the perks of starting this segment is making folks write about all these stories because these mm-hmm. they, 
most of the stories we've told on this, you know, on Chai and Chitti are, are letters that wouldn't have ever been penned, right? These are stories that would right. have never been These written, let alone told. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like a catalog of stories that we were able to collect. And this is by far, I think, it, it's a, it's an episode in its own right. It's very well written. Yeah, I've noticed this since we started writing that most of you all write really, really well and to read your experiences in your own words. Like we could have never written them that way. And some of you tell us that feel free to like edit this, you know, the way I've written it, it might right. be kind of hard to read. So edit it and make it more palatable for the episode. But the way you guys write it is just fantastic to read. And this was one of our best written episodes. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And I think this is the longest story we've ever told. And just if, ones, you know, yeah. we chose it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you chose it because it was so good. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, not to. I, I don't know how to top that. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna be scared the next time I take an Uber because I don't drive. Uh, so that you know, I I don't drive yet. <laughs> I but I'll never drive. have a haunted car. <laughs> I'll never have. A, I'll have a haunted bike, which is pretty tough <laughs> given how bike. open it is. But again, you know, the real estate supernatural frontier yeah, is yeah, it's always advancing. You have no idea, you have no idea guys. That's right. uh, the market is crazy. Um, so I chose this story because, Ishwara, I, we are adding another country to our repertoire of countries from where we have recorded this podcast. And currently yes, living as yeah. a digital nomad, I am in Greece and I've been reading about, um, you know, the Greek mythology, demons. Uh, I've, been, I've been lost in the sort of uh, rabbit hole of reading on, on things like this. And this story is about demons. Um, and... I, I thought it just makes sense with the kind of stuff I'm reading right now. So um, here it goes for you. Beautiful. Dear Aryan and Ashwara, I hope this email finds you both well. Firstly, I would like to express my admiration for the Desi Crime podcast. I've been a fan of the podcast since the Burari Mass Murder case. And I must say <laughs> that I have enjoyed every episode since then. As an avid listener of True Crime Podcasts, discovering the Desi Crime Podcast was like a breath of fresh air. It is truly remarkable how you shed light on unsolved cases. Aryan, I want to express my love to you. Firstly, I hope you're doing fine now. I'm doing great. I guess this was written when I was probably sick or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good right now. I think you're an amazing host and your voice is soothing to the ears. Why, thank you. Eshwarya, you are beautiful and I admire your knowledge of various crime cases. Both of you make such a wonderful team and I appreciate the hard work and dedication you you have to make this podcast a success. I'm writing this email to share... It is very sweet. Um, I'm writing this email to share an experience that happened to me a few years ago. You can call me S. I'm from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, eastern part of Africa, and not South Africa, as my relatives believe. After listening to an episode of Sleep Paralysis on Chai and Chitti, which is my absolute favorite of all, I thought I should (laughs) share my experience. Three years ago, I had my first breakup with my first crush, who was my first love and my first boyfriend. It was childhood love and watching it faint away was extremely painful. Precisely looked like my forever was only for one year, seven months and 19 days. Moving on from him was difficult and I used to cry myself to sleep every night. I think one of the other perks of running this segment is for you all to know how normal your experiences are. Like we all relate. (laughs) Us as the host, other listeners from across the world relate with this experience. And I hope you're doing well now. It's an incredibly 
really hard thing to get over but we all got your back we've all been through it and it gets better with time been there done that except it had no super you know supernatural story to accompany no it. supernatural component yeah so yes, at least you correct. got something that out of it more fun yeah exactly <laughs> now the actual story begins remember i don't sweat I don't know you but I just don't. So 8 months later one night I felt someone kissing me and it wasn't just any kiss it was so intense that I thought it was my ex-boyfriend. However things quickly turned uncomfortable and I felt that this someone was now touching me inappropriately. I struggled to wake up and when I finally did I was sweating profusely. I immediately rushed to the washroom and washed my face. I was so scared that I didn't even close my eyes while washing my face. Eventually, I decided to sleep with my parents that night. While taking my pillow, I had a glance at the watch and it was 2:45 a.m., the so-called devil hour. But but I ignored the fact and went back to sleep. A week after the incident, I came across a video on YouTube that caught my attention. The thumbnail showed types of demons and I was too excited to check it out. What I saw in the video is something that I will never ever forget. The video started with the names of different demons and what they do to humans. I was very excited until I reached the fifth type of demon in this video, which was Incubus. At first I didn't know what it was until I read that it's a demon in a male form in folklore that seeks to have sexual intercourse with sleeping women. And then it hit me. The someone I had encountered was a fucking demon. And being honest at that point, I had lost all my seven senses. And I immediately did some research and read an article that stated these demons try to seduce females, but if females don't let the demon have sexual intercourse or wake up in between the act, it discourages the demon. However, if you're unsuccessful in resisting yourself, then the demon feeds on you. I was somewhat relieved that I'd woken up in between that and had never come across such an encounter since then, but this someone scares me to this day. I hope Desi Crime Podcast lovers and both of you enjoyed my story. That is terrifying. Okay, as an avid horror person, I've still never done the research on different kinds of demons, and that actually sounds really interesting. It's an article I would click on as well. But that's crazy. And you know the thing is, we all have had you know crazy dreams. And my mm-hmm. mom is somebody who loves reading into dreams, right? I think I think okay. we have in Indian in Desi society this you know if you see the palm of your hand, it means money is going to come. Yeah. Or if you, I think these are the, these weird kinds of you know superstitions like we have. Making sense of the world around. Making you, sense yeah. of the world and dreams are one of the most senseless things. But part right. of the human con, you know, the part of the human experience are dreams, and so try to make sense of it is important. And to have these. Sort of haunting explanations for them. It is creepy because yeah. dreams do happen. Yeah, no, dreams are terrifying. I, I'm very fascinated by them. Uh, I don't know if you all know this. I don't know if I've ever said this on any of my episodes or not. But I feel like I'm a very happy person. But I have the worst possible dreams. I have really bad dreams. I have very yeah. vivid dreams, and I have dreams very often. So I want to make sense of my own dreams, which I guess feeds into my fascination. Guys, Ashwara yeah. narrating her uh, nightmares slash. 90% of her, all her dreams can be a podcast can be a horror podcast of it so it's it would be scarier than change i've heard some of them and ladies and gentlemen um it, it, it's not healthy to have those dreams on a nightly basis no, is all i can say they're terrifying and yeah. i have a notes app with all of them written down there's like clown trains and oh my sure you don't need and bomb this. blasts this and this is this is this episode is about a listener it's not about in my you my high school like it's don't, crazy don't. you know <laughs> so one day one day we might as well but 
We might. Yep. <laughs> and speaking of nightmares, Ashwara, here's the final story that serves as fodders for many nightmares to come. <laughs> Hi, Shwara Narayan. The email reads, I've been listening to you guys since your first episode and I'm literally addicted. Literally can't sleep without listening to the Desi Crime Podcast, even though I get shit scared of listening to any story which is remotely horror. Ever since this incident occurred, I knew I had to send it in. Shwara, I love stories that started uh, or, or that are placed in either 2023 or 2022 when mm-hmm. we started the segment because segment, the idea yeah. that listeners experience you know a life-threatening supernatural experience and their the next thought is all right i gotta I send to this into our manager if I, yeah so I, I think we i think we are a positive force for the supernatural community because we are we are you know cataloging all these amazing tales you guys have absolutely the representation is not just of the desi community it's also the ghost community the ghost community <laughs> This happened to me on 29th March 2023 in Rishikesh. It was a school trip which lasted 6 days and we stayed at Palm Resort. It was like a campsite with two decks as our instructor called it. The boys were at the lower deck or the ground floor and the girls were at the upper deck or the first floor. While going from the lower deck to the upper deck, one needs to cross a sort of outdoor alleyway. This is an important part for the latter part of the story. Another point I want to make and this is a personal point but also an important point is that I was sexually assaulted by one of my closest friends in December of 2022. My friends have been doing everything in their power to gather evidence against the guy. So they've been cracking a lot of jokes in the hopes that he will get tired of them and accept everything he has done just for the jokes to stop. Just before we went for our turn for bungee jumping, I was having a conversation with one of my friends about the progress on their plan. in the middle of this conversation i had a panic attack so we decided to cut the conversation short and talk about it another time after our turn for bungee we were supposed to trek back up to the jumping heights office for our next activity i started trekking and accidentally took the wrong path it was around 1 pm i did not have water or food and had a gut feeling that i was on the wrong path but decided to ignore it and walk ahead anyways just a warning guys if you have a gut feeling trust it i think the human evolutionary yeah. instincts are you know built that upon these there. multiple things we 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 can't perceive but these are 7th 8th 9th 10th senses uh mm-hmm. that literally exist on our skin but they're just not as apparent to us so believe your gut whenever you can it's it's good to be conscious of them and know when you're operating on gut feeling and not something you've tangibly noticed but i think it's very important to, yeah in some situations yeah. to follow through When I was sure of being lost, I grew paranoid and absolutely clueless of any actions to take. I looked around for anyone around me who would be willing to help me, but there was no one to be found, not just from my school, but no one in general. Around 15 minutes later, I was sitting on a rock by a stream, crouching with my head between my knees, when I felt someone tap my shoulder. Oh my god. I was naturally extremely scared and immediately looked up. It was a man, maybe in his late forties, the most dangerous ghost out there. That that's my addition, but I mean it's pretty <laughs> scary, you know. Humans are scarier than yep. ghosts sometimes. Mm-hmm. He asked me what I was doing there alone, and I explained the situation to him. I was extremely paranoid and scared. One because of the conversation I had had just with my friend about the entire assault case, and two because I was in the middle of an isolated place where I knew no one with an unknown man. 
He said he would help me get back to the place where I actually needed to be and I just had to follow him till we reached the office. Almost 10 minutes passed by and none of us had uttered a single word. I was walking almost a meter behind him when he stopped, turned around and said, Tara bhai ban jode je paan tha yu ena matte tane sorry kauchu paan tane mara di darwani Now, I probably fucked that up, guys. Sorry. But this technically translates to, I'm sorry for whatever happened between you and your friend, but you don't oh need to be scared of me. That He said that in Gujarati, which is What? unusual because we were not in Gujarat and he seemed like a local. Anyways, I ignored this. I don't know why you ignored that, but okay. That's yeah, terrifying. Ignored, yeah, how ignoring, I, that's an overstatement of whatever you experienced, but okay, I, I could have ignored it. I don't know the opposite it. direction. Or, no. I, I don't, I, but I'm lost. What's the opposite direction? Like, how, this is such no a precarious idea. position to be in because she is lost whatever at the end of the day, right? away from this creepy man, yeah. But, okay, I don't know. But this also scared the absolute shit out of me because how in the hell did he know something that happened to me? I pretended as if nothing was wrong and he just took a guess as to why I was so distant, but it was really creepy. I kept thinking and recalling the incident that happened with my friend when he assaulted me while we were trekking up. We trekked for about another 10 minutes when he turned around again and said to me in Gujarati, and guys, I'm going to jump straight to the English bit because I am going to mess up and be made fun of by our, um, our you know, our <laughs> Keralite listeners were fury enough for me to handle. I can't have our Gujarati <laughs> listeners also coming behind me. Also hate you, yeah. Also, no, they don't hate me. Uh, sure. Dear, talk to one of your close girlfriends about this incident. Thinking about it won't do you any good. And the assaulter oh will be God. punished. Don't worry about that. This oh is God. where my mind was absolutely fucked. How the fuck did this man know what I was thinking about? How the fuck was he so accurate in everything he said? And how in the absolute fucking world did he know the name of the guy when I hadn't uttered even a word about this incident to him? I had never seen this man before. Maybe he read my mind or something. I, I don't know. Finally, after 30 minutes of checking up, I reached the office. I turned around to thank the uncle who had guided me up, but he already started walking away. I shouted, Uncle, thank you for helping me. He turned around slightly, smiled warmly at me and walked away. He was good to me the entire time, but something about him was off. I broke down again because I could have been taken advantage of by this man, but the fact that I was safe and back with my friends brought me a level of comfort I could have never imagined. I went in to see the video of my jump when I noticed something extremely weird. In the video, standing near a hut when I landed was the same man that helped me get back on track which was literally impossible because where I had reached after losing my way was almost an hour away from the landing area and there was no way he could have reached the spot where he found me before me. If he did, how did he know I would be there? Coincidence? I don't know. The story doesn't end there and this is not the last time I encountered this man. He was probably around six foot three, which is very tall compared to me. 
that's not something I wrote, guys. Even though that's true, it's very tall compared to me as well. <laughs> that's what she wrote. The same evening, my friends and I were sitting in the dining area, waiting for dinner to be served after a fun DJ night. It was around nine when dinner was served. We were finishing our food as one of my friends dropped her spoon and stared into one of the tents. She motioned for one of my other friends to look there, but she saw nothing. Soon enough, everyone from our table was looking in the direction, but none of them seemed to see anything. But I could, the same man dressed in all black, standing there and smiling at us. A weird part being that my friend could see a faceless figure, but she could feel it staring at us. No one except us could see the figure, and that's what creeped me out the most. A few minutes later, there was a power outage and nothing has ever been creepier than the five minutes where there was no light. This was extremely creepy because of the fact that none of us were standing. We were all at the lower deck when this happened. We were supposed to go to the upper deck because it was time to sleep and that's where the girls were staying for the week. As my friends and I reached the outdoor alleyway of nature, we noticed someone pacing back and forth in the distance and I could have bet it was the same man that helped me in the morning. Oh my God. When I say I've never been more scared in my life, I mean it. We tried ignoring it and went to sleep. We woke up in the morning and I told my tour guide what happened and he told me a man was murdered here in the 70s because he allegedly assaulted and raped his wife oh on multiple God. occasions and the people who lived here previously decided that would be his destiny. It was hands down the scariest experience in my life and I still have trouble falling asleep worrying about what will happen to the one who actually assaulted me. That is terrifying. My only reaction in this entire story has been what the hell. And that point from where someone goes from being a really creepy human to possibly a spirit and a presence and a faceless figure that your friends can't see but some can is terrifying and this oh, goes without saying but i hope that you know the person that committed what is it technically a crime yeah. if he assaulted you is brought to justice and um is caught and you know punished for what they did so i wish you well in that regard but in terms yeah. of the story um yeah goosebumps the red like the hills are scary as enough um and when the hills have eyes, no pun intended, it's it's much worse, <laughs> much worse. And it's it's scary when our paranormal experiences tie so personally into our lived life experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's terrifying, and I wish you all the best, and and I hope justice is done. And as a woman to another, I really wish you all the best. And I also wish all of you guys more nightmares yeah. to be fueled <laughs> from these stories. And until then, stay safe, stay crazy. And stay busy.